0: This is a Soulfire production. Hello, and welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very special guest, my good friend Caitlin Carehart. I've been so pumped to. Bring her on the podcast and just see where it went. And we went all kinds of fun places. If you're not already familiar with Caitlin, she is a singer, songwriter, musical mystic. And in addition to being a musician, she is also a world renowned numerologist and astrologer. She is the person who, in the last year, has really gotten me into numerology next level, which is why I love it so much. And I refer everybody to. Caitlin's page to learn about their numerology. And for those of you who ask me, what music do you listen to? <laughs> because I've talked about how I'm very picky about the frequencies that I listen to. Caitlin is, is one of the people who I, I love to play her music. She's an incredible artist. So be sure to check out her music and share it if it resonates, if you just search her on, on Spotify or Apple Music. Her new song Voices just came out, which I'm so excited for her. And you can go to her Instagram at Careheart, K A E R H A R T. And she has so many incredible posts breaking down numerology. And she also has a best selling book called You Are Cosmic Code Essential Numerology. That is an incredible resource if you. Are interested in learning more about numerology and it really breaks it down so you can kind of like break down your own numerology very step by step very clear so i highly recommend that book i have my copy sitting next to my bed and i refer to it quite often and in this episode we talk about numerology and astrology and uh, using energies that are available to us and not giving our power away to it we uh, talk about what's going on as a collective universally, kind of like where we see things going in the future and how these transitions are affecting us. Talk about our own experiences as Taurus risings and all of the big shifts going on. And for both of us, we've been talking a lot about just as friends, like relationships changing. So we dive into that. We also talk about behind the scenes of the music industry and what to pay attention to if you're you know, trying to figure out how certain frequencies and in, in songs are affecting you, whether that is supporting you or potentially not, we go all the places. I know you guys are going to love this conversation. And she does have her numerology reports coming out soon. If they're not already available by the time this episode drops, they will be out very soon. And uh, if you just go to her Instagram at careheart, links will be in the show notes. You can find everything on her Instagram account if you want to get your own numerology report. And I've talked about this in so many ways, places, but diving into numerology this year, it's just another system that I resonate with so much. And I talk about this in the episode, but I like it because it's so straightforward, so simple. It doesn't like take a lot to kind of like figure out how to apply this. And, and I map out a lot of my offers and my business according to my numerology, because, you know, if the energy is prime for something, I might as well use it. So I found it to be a really helpful business tool, life tool. We talk about how we can use these tools to just learn more about ourselves and with manifestation and all of that fun stuff. So if you are interested in learning more about numerology and how to use that to your advantage, then I think you're going to love this episode. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Enjoy this conversation with Caitlin Kerhart. (laughs) So where I like to start is with, uh, I have four questions like to ask everybody at the beginning, just so we can kind of like, you know, see where you're at, uh, and the audience can get to know you a little bit more. Are you, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. So first is what is your morning ritual morning routine? How do you like to start your day?
1: Mm. Okay, so I wake up and the first thing I do is I say today's going to be a great day. Great things are here. Great things are coming to me. Um I mean I do some sort of affirmation that I just speak out loud just like set the tone and then I make coffee. I do love coffee. I know so many people in the spiritual community are oh, like coffee I have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I love my my morning cup. Same. And then I have coffee and then I come into my office and I always journal, usually like three pages, um, while I play like soft music. And then I kind of like, you know, set some intentions for the day, express some gratitude and kind of just like write out my to-do list and like, what is it that I want to focus on today? So I'm pretty strict with that morning routine lately, actually.
0: Yeah. I have a similar one grounds, in. Love that. Love those. The first thing, those affirmations. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Next is what is a product you're really liking right now? So it could be like a food product, a drink, it could be a crystal, an essential oil, skincare, anything mm. physical.
1: I got this um rose facial oil at Trader Joe's. Oh. <laughs> that I know like, like a my, vibe. Yeah, my friend had it. And I'm like, what? Trader Joe's is doing like beauty stuff. But I just love rose and the smell of it. And um, I forgot I even had it and you know, I'm I'm staying with my parents right now and I found it again and I've been really enjoying um using that and then gua sha-ing with it. So that's kind of like my jam at the moment.
0: I love that. I just got this. I'll send it to you. I just found this. My friend referred me to this company and they do all like Bulgarian rose stuff. It's like super high quality. And it's like I've mm. never had rose water like this before. I just got a big thing of it in uh this week and I've been obsessed with it. I'll send it to you. You can check it out. They have like oil, yeah. they have, yeah. It's real deal. I'm into the rose life. Not surprised yeah, same. you are too. Yeah.
1: Taurus rising. <laughs> I know. Classic. <laughs>
0: okay. Next is any astrology or human design information?
1: I have it all. Okay. <laughs> um, it okay. To us. <laughs> so, I mean, I can go really deep, but I'll just do like the basics of what people usually ask. So my sun, moon, rising, are Virgo sun, Taurus rising, Libra moon. And then um, with human design, I'm a three, five emotional manifester.
0: Mm, oh, I see that. I see <laughs> that for you. Uh, what's in, in, in a astrology, what's your North node? Pisces
1: in the 11th house of course Mm -hmm. I love that for you it makes total sense because the music and then the mystical vibes yeah well let's let's throw in life path (laughs) Mm, I'm a life path one life destiny one and I'm in a personal year eight so there's a lot going down right now (laughs) a lot
0: a lot going on all the good stuff okay love that (laughs) If you are dealing with headaches, tiredness, dizziness, hunger pains during the day, cramps, carb cravings, I would make sure that your electrolytes are balanced. My life has changed since paying attention to this because, I mean, I'm on a whole foods based diet. I'm active. I exercise and I do a lot of energy work, a lot of frequency work. It's a really common ascension symptom or symptom of shifting your vibration, have some headaches or head symptoms, you might just notice things feel off. And all this is related to balancing your electrolytes. If you're active or on a whole foods-based diet, if you do a lot of frequency work, energy work, if you're on a journey of raising your vibration, make sure your electrolytes are balanced. It took me a long time to realize that a lot of my hunger cravings cramps and headaches were connected to this. And this is why I drink so much element. I'm obsessed with it. It tastes so delicious. And these are the cleanest electrolytes I've ever found. The co-founder is Rob Wolf. So can't be surprised. Rob Wolf is somebody who first got me into whole food space eating. I've been a huge fan of his for years. And I know how picky he is about formulation and also performance. Most electrolytes have a lot of sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, which that's all unhealthy and unheated. Element is all sugar-free, gluten-free, all natural ingredients, paleo, keto, science-backed. There is a reason why so many U.S. Olympics teams and NFL teams, and NBA players all turn to Element and yours truly, Christina, the channel. <laughs> but seriously, I I put the chocolate, the chocolate salt Element in my coffee every morning. It tastes so good. First thing in the morning, I like to get a lot of electrolytes in and I drink a ton of water. I drink so much water. And it's like, I don't absorb it. I was talking to one of my friends about this. It's like, I don't absorb it. Just like, I don't know, I get puffy. I don't absorb it unless I'm drinking the Element. So I'm basically drinking Element all day long. And my favorite flavors are the citrus salt, the raspberry and the watermelon. They're so good. So if you want to try out an Element sample pack for just the cost of shipping, you can go to drinkelement.com CTC and you'll get eight packets of Element, two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored to try out. So again, that's drinkelement.com slash CTC, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash CTC. You just pay the cost of shipping about $5 for US orders, and you'll get eight packets of Element to try out. Be sure to tag me on Instagram so I can see which flavor is your favorite. Last, what are you what are you really into right now? What are you thinking about? What are you pondering? What are you learning about? Like, what's on your mind? It's taking oh up the God. the mental space.
1: Mm, so much. Um, you know, I'm in this huge transition in my life right now where I just ended a partnership and I'm staying at my parents temporarily while I kind of like, you know, get things figured out. Um, I'm not sure where I want to go next. It's like, where am I going to move where makes sense to put roots down. So I have some like trips planned over the next few months. And there's a lot of, um, career opportunities coming to me right now. So I'm just like really in this introspective healing headspace, thinking a lot about pretty much everything, like who I am, like, what is it that I want to do? Like, you know, processing my relationship, who am I in relationships? What do I want in relationships? Like what's going on career? I mean, everything, you know, it's probably like one of the most introspective times I've had in my life. Cause I'm like kind of in between places. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is you're the, you're the fifth person today that I've talked
0: to who. Has been who is like I don't know where I'm living. Like I have oh so many God, friends yes. right. I have so many friends right now who have either been nomading or like just got out of a situation, and they're just like, okay, I'm parked here, and I know I need to go, and I don't. I'm not getting any guidance or any messages like where to go next. So yes. a lot of people are feeling that, and what I get around it with what, what I'm just what I've been telling all of them is just like when I'm tuning into it for everybody, I'm getting the same thing. It's like the next piece, like s- something is going to change that's going to then give you, give you the information of where to go. And it's like, if you were to decide right now, you just have to move again, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm just like, you just got to wait and like trust that it's going to drop in exactly. And then you'll be
1: ready to go. I have a theory too, because so many of my friends and so many of my clients are in the same place as me of like, where do I go? And I kind of think that, the world is changing so much and so many of us don't want to be in cities anymore. Cause we're like, wow, that's actually really toxic and isn't supporting the the life that we want. And I think that like the places used to be, you know, New York and LA. And now I think no. <laughs> I think that now we have to create conscious communities. Yeah. So we don't know what the next place is that's yeah. gonna be right for us. Right. So I think like that's part of it. I think that we all kind of have to start creating our own little conscious communities off grid. I think that is actually what new earth is. I know a lot of people think that new earth is like heaven on earth just happens overnight because of solar flare. And I definitely don't think that, I think that we're all kind of going to be living in the own, our own realities that we create. And, um, you know, it's up to us to create that though but I it's totally, just not time totally. for whatever reason, maybe because the cities are still transitioning and all this energy is still transitioning. That That's kind of what I've been feeling. Doesn't make it easier though. <laughs> I totally
0: agree. I mean, because like when I see, you know, what it looks like, I'm like, there's going to be a point where we choose to like, exactly what you're saying. Like we're choosing to, we're all going to like move out into this forest area and like literally do it our way. And yeah. I feel like as things start to shift with, um, like like the financial system and just like these different institutions, Mm, medical systems, I think there's going to be a breaking point where then it's like, we're not doing that. So, okay. Now we're all building our little villages, like (laughs) over here. Like I feel like that's the point. Like there's going to have to be a moment. It's exactly what you said. Like we have to create it. Like we can't just wait. Like we're going to have to make the choice. Like, okay, we're doing this now.
1: Yeah. But I think that with so much changing right now, still, it's like the cities and places are all shifting so much energetically that like yeah. it's not clear to any of us where totally. these conscious communities should be. And I think so many people have migrated to places like Miami or Austin, but you know, th- but those that's are just, just two places.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and then, and, but because so many people have migrated there, like I have a lot of friends who have lived in Austin for a long time and they're like, it just feels like
1: LA. Now it just feels like LA. Yes, I've heard that too. (laughs) And that's something is like, I'm very consciously aware of what I don't want, even though I'm like not very clear on like the place to be. And I think so many of us who are in that place are like, we definitely do not want LA. Nothing like LA, especially like LA the past few years. It's just been like, wow. I mean, it's crazy because I grew up there. So watching this decline over the past decade, it's been really strange. Wait, I just realized, because you're staying with your parents, are you in LA? No, I'm in North Carolina. My parents left LA to kind of like retire in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're in LA. <laughs> no, but I will be in LA in April uh, for some um, music stuff. I've oh my gosh. Done.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we have to hang out then
1: because you'll be close. Yeah.
0: That's what I am saying because you're in San Diego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, I feel like right now it's like this so many people at the same time being like in this void of like, what am I doing? you like, like, Mm -hmm. like, what do I do here? Um, I feel like I've been there for a while. I mean, we've talked about this and I feel like I'm getting clarity now on next steps, but it still feels like this sludgy kind of thing. I'm, I'm curious because you've had so many transitions, like in reflecting on this relationship, like what do you feel like you learned most about yourself through this last relationship?
1: Oh my God. Wow. So much. I learned a lot more about like my wants and my needs, um, in life and in partnership. Um, you know, like this past relationship was the first relationship I was in where I like really enjoyed being in a relationship. Um, you know, other partnerships I had, I kind of was just going with it. You know, I just was like, "Oh, this guy's nice, and I like him, and like da 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 da." It makes sense, but with my last partnership, I genuinely, for the first time, actually really enjoyed being with someone, and I learned so much from that experience. Just like for a long time, I used to think something was wrong with me, or like, "Why, why does I want to be in a relationship?" And now I get it. Like the beautiful parts of a relationship, um, and there's so much healing that happens because, I mean you think that you have a handle on your shit and then you get into a relationship and whoa, everything comes out. He was such a mirror for me to really overcome a lot of things that I've been working on for, for years, but was unable to. And I think one of the biggest things is I used to be a really reactive person. Also, you know, (laughs) manifestor that anger could just, you know, and I think I got to this place. I remember the breaking point too. I got to this place of like, Reacting and then like witnessing myself and being like this isn't who I am. Like, why am I being so explosive in this this conversation with him? And yeah, I, I doubled down on the work and I haven't had some sort of like reactivity like that in a really long time. So I mean, I can honestly write a book on what I learned in that relationship. It was really intense, but in a good way. Yeah, and I, yeah.
0: I can definitely relate. I mean, I can relate to all of that. But when you were saying like for a long time, wondering like, why is everybody obsessed with being in a relationship? I felt like that for so long. I was like, (laughs) I like just wasn't even thinking about it. I didn't care. I was like, (laughs) I love being by myself. I feel like- Yeah, that was me too. Like, I don't know. It's I think when you're, I don't know, very introspective, we have like a rich inner world or like a lot going on already in your inner world. Um, that becomes less relevant, if that makes sense. Mm.
1: I feel like you're like me, or we have like very rich inner worlds. It's like a yes. lot exploring, a lot going very on. Very much so. But also I think that like a lot of the relationship I was I was in before, like I wasn't consciously choosing it from like the place of where I was with this one, right? So it's kind of like I said, like just going along. But when you actually meet yeah. someone and that connection feels so like pure and beautiful, and you're like, yes. I'm choosing this and it it can be so powerful, but I agree. Like I've always been someone who like loved being single, loved being, you know, independent. And even now, like, I know you've also went through a breakup, like it is blowing my mind how much more time I have. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I didn't realize how much this, this relationship was taking up space. And, you know, I don't know what is, healthy unhealthy and when you're building a relationship how much time energy but wow i'm like oh my god like it's crazy yeah. to be in this place again of like oh i'm getting my to do list done every day i didn't know that was know. possible isn't it strange yeah that was, that's always been one of the hardest things for me about like dating being in a
0: relationship is i'm very aware of like how much less i get done it's just a matter of like yeah. because you're i'm spending more time with that person you know mm-hmm. uh and I, I think also there's a balance there of like there have definitely been relationships that I've been in that have not been aligned. Like I start dating someone and I feel like more of my time is sucked. And I'm like, because it's not an alignment versus like mm, yeah. when I've been in like better relationships for me, I don't feel like I'm losing time as much. Mm. Like, um, I think also depending on the dynamic, if somebody is a little bit more codependent, it can mm. feel like I can, I'll feel like I'm. Kind of getting drained, but if I'm with somebody who's super independent as well and like very focused on on their stuff, um I don't feel that same
1: like loss of of time if that makes sense. so I've totally I've that too, totally. It has to be like two people who are whole and independent on their own yeah. coming together to create this third entity, which is the mm-hmm. relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. That but in itself it sounds is, easy but it's not.
0: It's, it's not, not easy. It, even yeah. just like I, I've been thinking about this with the mental space of like I'm like okay like when I'm just like single and just thinking about myself I can not get all this stuff done I can create all these things but then the second you like date again now you're like the the time you spend just thinking about stuff
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't like this. <laughs> oh my god, girl, I cannot even I'm in that stage where I'm like dating, oh my god, no way. Like I can't even Think about it. It's like oh my goodness. It's it's uh, a lot. I mean, even you saying that like I'm stressed. I'm like, no. <laughs> all right. Well then let's pivot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what well, I mean though? It's like yeah. it's
1: so much. I'm just like, oh, can't you just like align to a soulmate and be done with it? <laughs> I mean, don't we all feel that way? It's definitely <laughs> I mean nothing. <laughs> it's I don't
0: know. I've I'm going through like my own shit around this, like we talked about. I'm just like, yeah. Can I just like, I just want the person to be where I'm at <laughs> and get it. I think it's also really hard and also not necessarily like, it's, it's harder to attract somebody in and harder. I mean, just like energetically, but also personally, like in terms of the dynamic when we're in a transition. You know, like, oh, yeah. because then it's like trying to yeah. bring someone when we're in the middle of all the movement versus like letting ourselves move and transition and shift and like restabilize as like, you know, this more embodied version of us and then bringing them in. So it's like, okay, this is what my reality is like, like, is this aligned or not versus mm-hmm. trying to like shift, shift the reality in the middle of meeting someone just often I find is just too difficult.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, you got to have those roots. Mm -hmm. Planted in order to like grow things. And I think that's why so many of us who are kind of nomading it right now are struggling because I think that your best work is done when you can ground, you know, um, it's like a tree can't grow if its roots aren't planted firmly, you know? And I think you're right. Like, how can you possibly build, you know, a conscious, Potentially lifelong partnership if you yourself are like, uh, what city am I gonna be in next month? I don't know.
0: Exactly. Right. And it's probably like not until you really get into that that area that (laughs) they'll even come in. If you're like me and you're obsessed with chocolate, you need to get your hands on Organifi Harmony. This product, oh my God, it is so good. It's actually unbelievable because I feel like most things like this, you have to drown in nut milk and other sweeteners to make it taste okay with harmony you literally just put a scoop into hot water and it is the most delicious hot chocolate hormone balancing beverage of all and the thing is that this was designed specifically to support hormonal balance with ingredients like maca which i try to get in every single day anyway so it's super convenient that it's already in harmony. Maca is a really high antioxidant superfood that naturally supports hormonal balance while also helping to increase energy and alertness. There is cacao, of course, filled with all of those amazing polyphenols. There is chasteberry, a traditional herbal remedy for PMS and cramps. Shatavari, which has adaptogenic properties known to support overall health and has been used historically for female hormone balance, and stinging nettle, amazing for replenishing nutrient stores. Stinging nettle is rich in vitamins and minerals like vitamin A, vitamin C, and iron. It's a completely organic cacao blend, zero sugar, filled with energizing herbs and adaptions for healthy hormones, and it tastes so delicious. I like to have this either late morning or early afternoon, because it does give you that natural boost of energy. And like I said, you just put it in hot water and you're good to go. It tastes truly incredible. If you're a chocoholic like me, you have to get your hands on it. Plus it gives you all of the hormone balancing benefits. And with my stress levels last few months, my estrogen and progesterone got out of balance. And so I was really focusing on getting my hormones back into balance, my cortisol down my estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, all back into balance again. And I was strict with my Harmony regimen. And I noticed a huge difference because I had started to get PMS symptoms, which is not normal. I always know if I'm cramping, if I'm PMSing, my hormones are out of balance in some way. So I got serious about my natural hormone support. Harmony is my go-to every single day. And there is a noticeable difference bonus points that it tastes incredible and I would drink it anyway. So if you want to try out Harmony or any of Organifi's other incredible products, because we all know I live, breathe, drink, bleed Organifi. It is so good. Just go to Organifi.com slash CTC and you can get 20% off your order. That's Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC. And that code CTC will get you 20% off your order. Can we like talk about the Taurus rising thing? Because I mean, I just know what you tell me. So can you like explain what's
1: what's happening? Why are, we, why are we getting hit so hard? I mean, Tauruses and Scorpios are getting hit really hard over the next two years. I mean, anyone who has like prominent Taurus placements so like Taurus rising, sun, moon, especially um, because the eclipses are happening in Taurus and Scorpio and it's just shaking up so much. I mean, the eclipses, over the next two years are definitely going to rock like our financial system and like how we're relating to our material world and material possessions and wealth and all of that. But also the Scorpio is like the underbelly of everything, right? It's like depth. And it's really interesting because like, I always find that astrology and numerology line up with each other pretty well. And I feel that, um, some of the Scorpio energy that's going on right now, you know, the South node and Scorpio and the eclipses that are coming up in Scorpio are very much kind of like the shadow side of the fact that we're in a universal year six, because six is um, the number of love. And it's like a year of like divine union and all of these things. But you know, the, the shadow side of the six is, is purging shame and um, sexual trauma and these sorts of things. So there's a lot happening in our like, Physical realities, because Scorpio and Taurus are so physical, right? It's like two different sides of the same coin, as their you know sister signs. I mean, I I'm certainly feeling out that purging. <laughs> yeah, well, remember the last um, eclipse was in Taurus, and both you and I that week were like, "Wow, yeah." We both had such major, major upheavals. I mean, yeah. the purging that ha- I was crying. Oh my God. It was so intense. It was really intense.
0: Uh, yeah. I, well, we'll, we'll hang in there. I mean, how does this play into What's, what's the Pluto thing? Pluto return? Is that oh what Oh my is? God.
1: Yeah. I mean, America's going through its Pluto's return right now. And, you know, Pluto is a very slow moving planet. So this is the first Pluto's return for America. And actually there have been um, other civilizations that fell during their Pluto's return. Rome being one of them. Um, the Roman Empire fell, I believe, during its second Pluto's return. Um, but, you know, anyone who's like <laughs> tapped in or intuitive, which I'm sure, you know, any of your listeners are, I mean, it's probably not surprising to even think that this <laughs> yeah. is what's happening. And, you know, numerologically, I have been saying that, how do I put this in a more politically correct way? Like, I, I've been saying that. You know, um, America is probably going to quote unquote fall by 2026. Mm -hmm. Um, And before I knew about Pluto's return, but for me, it doesn't mean like chaos and apocalypse and all of that. It just means that like the structure that we have now has to basically burn to the ground so we can build something new. So I don't see it as like a negative. I see it as like an opportunity for things to shift and change. And like, honestly, is anyone really? happy with the system. I mean, maybe the the people at the top, but like most people <laughs> yeah. are struggling and, and have debt and everything is so expensive. It's like, you're, you're just barely getting by so many people. It's like the, the system's not really benefiting anybody, but this yeah. 1%. So I think that that shift is going to be really positive to be honest. But I mean, people are freaking out because, you know, sometimes it's darkest before the dawn. Yeah. and Totally. You know, I do think again that there's a possibility there's just going to be different realities that we're living in. Like maybe there is a world that's more totalitarian or more artificial intelligent based. And then there's going to be like people who are like off grid at Costa Rica doing like drum circles every night. Funny is not even a part of the system. People yeah. are like naked and like eating grapes every day.
0: I mean, <laughs> That's very much what I think. And I kind of, I mean, to be honest, I avoid, you know, I think everybody's like playing their role and like speaking to what feels authentic for them and what they should speak out about. I, I kind of avoid uh, talking about what I think in terms of like the larger world, because I just am really careful about what I say, because I also recognize that like where all of our energy is focused on, like if we're expecting something to happen, we're also like energizing mm. some of those things. And, and that's okay. why I'm, I'm really glad that you're like bringing up, like, you know, not seeing it as a bad thing. And the truth is, I mean, every great transformation I've had in my life, like, right before that, it was uncomfortable. The shit that wasn't working had to fall apart. You know, and I feel like the energy right now, it can feel very like doom and gloom, but from what I am channeling, I'm like, I keep telling like my community, my my membership, I'm like, there are going to be moments where this fear is injected, where it feels like shit is getting really bad. And that's when you take a step back and you say, which timeline do I want to anchor into? Because those are the moments we're basically choosing like like I really feel it's going to be a very clear split. There's going to be so many opportunities for people to pick like which reality you want to live in, and it's basically like, are you choosing to go into the fear like, oh, I'm going to depend on the system, or being like, actually, I see the other way. And for people who just simply make the choice to align with the different timeline, I I feel like it's going to be. I don't. I think it's going to be smoother. Like yeah. <laughs> I really think. Like I really resonate with what you're saying about it. it's going to be like just completely different realities. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, who knows? it'll be interesting as it, as it goes, but it goes back to what we were talking about before I started recording of just like learning to live moment by moment. And I don't know if I've told you this before, but like growing up, I had severe anxiety. Like I couldn't go out in the world. I couldn't sleep. I was so worried about getting like the house burning down, uh, you know, the world going underwater. I was like, I could not live my life. I couldn't live a normal life. And this affected me like until I was 16, it was really bad. And I hit a point where I like learned through that. I'm like, it's been 16 years of like being a prisoner in my own brain. Like if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. me worrying about it isn't going to help it. (laughs) So I might as well just learn to literally live moment by moment so that I can at least enjoy one moment. Even if that means I don't enjoy the next, but like not enjoying now because I'm worrying about the future is not helping me in any way, you know? Mm-hmm. So that like very much forced me to like not overly energize the future. And I feel like so many people are just so worried about the future. It's like, you're missing right now. And yeah. think about the vibration you're like projecting in that direction. That's that
1: future trip in too, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I get it though. Like if you look at like how our society, like the conditions in our society, and even if you watch TV, movies, all of that, it's like a lot of the times people are like just thinking about the future, just living in the past. We're not really taught growing up, like how to just fully be present. Like imagine if in kindergarten, we were taught how to meditate or the, (sighs) the importance of presence. Right. And it's like, we were never taught that. Right. And then like, most people don't even get to that point unless they've had some sort of awakening, which usually, you know, doesn't happen until your twenties. And then by then you're like, damn, I got 20 something years of like deconditioning to do. So I can like (laughs) enjoy the present (laughs) moment and Mm -hmm. not get caught up in the future and not, you know, get too stuck in the past. Quick question. Did you
0: know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number, 205 883 8280 You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. I think this is an interesting conversation of like, because I have people come at me, like when I talk about things that I'm not I don't know nearly as much about these different systems as people mm-hmm. like you or other experts in the space, but you know, the, what I know from astrology and numerology and human design and things like this, like it's all helpful for me. Um, but I also don't give my power away to any system. It's just like information that's supportive mm-hmm. I find. And I, I something that I just get I'm like, this is why I need, I'm like, I'm done with Instagram. Cause I'm so sick of all this, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a playground, like people getting so triggered and upset when people are like referring to numerology or astrology. Um, and like, because it's like triggering them that, well, just because it's, it's in the sky doesn't mean it's going to happen. But then I'm like, but well, like, like I, for example, numerology, when I first learned about this and I'm like, looking back on my life, I'm like, well, it's fucking accurate. Like yeah. it, it was accurate, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's a really interesting conversation. I mean, like, because I think there's a misunderstanding for people maybe who haven't gone into it that people who know about these systems are like like living their life, uh, giving their power away to it, I guess, versus like using it as an amplifier positively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: how how do you approach that? I mean, that's such like the wrong thought process for people to have. And anyone who's viewing (sighs) any of these, uh, you know, esoteric tools as anything, but a tool is missing the whole point, yeah. right? It's like nothing has power over you. Like you are the driver in this, you know, reality, you're the one who's propelling yourself forward and you make your choices. We're, you know, astrology and numerology are just tools for us to utilize, right? It helps you. It should empower you. That's what numerology has done for me. It's empowered me to love myself. It's helped me overcome trauma. It's helped me understand like who I am and what I'm here to do. It's helped me align to like what energy is flowing for me. But, you know, again, it's something for us to tap into or not. And that's the, you know, people who say things like that, I just find that they haven't even had any experience with it. Right. It's kind of like, it's easy for them to judge. Right. But if there is anyone out there and I've never met an astrologer or a numerologist who's out there being like, this is the way, and this is the truth. But if if they were, then like, that's a red flag because again, Mm -hmm. like everyone's experience is unique. And for me, I just think why not use every tool that we have in our toolbox. And it doesn't just include numerology and astrology. It also includes breath work, meditation, meditation, walks in nature, like why not do everything we can to understand ourselves, to heal ourselves, to live our best lives and to come in like to this, you know, magnetic flow, which is again, what these tools do. And that's what people need to remember. These are tools. It's not like your future is not determined, right? It's like, just because you're a Taurus rising doesn't mean you want to like lie around all day and like be a queen. And (laughs) (laughs) well, Oh, but, but it could, you know, but it's like, again, yeah. everything needs to be viewed through a lens of discernment. And, you know, for people who are really judgy like that, I just find it so interesting. Cause you know, for me, like there are things that don't resonate with me, but I'm not going to attack them. I'm going to be like, Oh, cool. Like some people want to live their life like that. And that's what helps them. Like I don't want to call anything out and have people come for me here. <laughs> I will. I mean, I but, will. Cause
0: I've talked about this before. Like, yeah. I think it's very interesting. People get so triggered. I'm like, why? It's just like a thing. And if you don't, if it doesn't resonate with you, just don't pay attention to it. But yeah. for me, for example, um, you know, I love all the different, all the different systems, personality tests. Like, I think that's all very interesting. You know, I was, I studied psychology. I thought I was going to mm-hmm. be a psychologist for mm-hmm. a long time. And like Myers-Briggs is like, is huge. Right. I I studied that in depth for years and it's, it's the one, um, a lot of my friends love it and they'll be like, Oh, are you in, you know, INTJ, whatever. I don't like the I don't like it at all. Um, and I'm like, I've studied it for like eight years, really, you know? And, and it's, I have nothing against it. I just like, I'm just, it's just the least useful thing to me. And so I don't ever really bring it up. And that's not from a place of like, I just don't know about it. It's from a place of like, it was like in my education. It just for didn't years. resonate. Yeah, it just didn't resonate with me. And yeah. like, I don't. But I don't get upset if other people bring it up. I'm like, yeah, it's just not really my thing, you know. Um. Yeah. So I'll I'll use that comparison.
1: You know what I found though is like a lot of the times when people do get really upset about these things, it's because part of them is interested and wants to know more and believes, but like they're judging themselves for it, so yeah. they won't allow themselves to even like have that experience.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. And I think people are also like, well, I know, cause I've had this, I've explored this with some people, <laughs> like, like people are also afraid of what they're going to find. And I'm like, mm. you're not going to find anything bad.
1: Like but the <laughs> thing is like, we have free will. And that, yeah. like, yeah. for me, it's like, I would rather, you know, like if you look at Lilith in astrology, that's your like shadow side, that's your, you know, the dark moon, that's like, you know, a place to know where your shadow is hiding and your darkness. And it's like, I would rather explore that and be like, oh, cool. So that's my dark side and like dive deep and understand and then try and integrate that. And if it didn't resonate, which my lilith does resonate with me, but if it didn't resonate, then I would just say, oh, that doesn't resonate. Not for me, yeah. but it's like such an incredible tool just to understand ourselves. And I always say that, like even if numerology and astrology were absolute bullshit and weren't real, obviously I don't believe that, but mm-hmm. if that were the case, it's brought so much to my life in understanding myself and asking better questions of myself and of others and of just healing, you know, it's a way to analyze. Like, I think a lot of astrologers I've met a lot that do actually come from a background of, you know, uh, being therapists or psychiatrists and studying that it's because you want to understand the human mind. And this is just like a spiritual lens to do that through, but it is actually yeah. also very scientific and mathematical in my opinion as well.
0: Um, I agree. I don't think it's an opinion. I think that's just, it's like when people tell me yeah. about energy stuff, like, well, I don't know if I believe it. I'm like, it's quantum physics. I, I have nothing. I'm like, yeah. we can measure this. It's not a believing in it's like, do you believe that there's a table here? Like this is energy. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so, and I'm just going to say, I'm like getting I'm getting so activated as we're talking. <laughs> I have like lots of rain <laughs> happening. Well, I actually don't really know the story of how you found numerology. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear like what what led you there.
1: So I've told this story a few times, so it always sounds like I'm making it up, but I'm not. <laughs> it literally came to me in a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard of numerology. And one night, like I have a lot of dreams where I'm like sitting at a table talking to a bunch of like light beings, I guess is what I can describe it. It's kind of like light. They're not really people, but they're kind of presenting that way. And I had one dream many, many years ago where they're like, follow the numbers, find the numbers. And I was like, what the hell is that? And it woke me up and it was three in the morning and it just would not leave me alone. You know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, no, I want to go to sleep. And it was like, find the numbers, find the numbers. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I get up and I'm like doing all this research on like numbers, spirituality, numbers, mysticism, all these things. And I found numerology. And then I found this woman in LA who did numerology readings and came from a long lineage of Indian mystics. Um, her mentor was literally a hundred years old and living in India. And all he had done his whole life was numerology, pretty crazy. Wow. So. Uh, She gave me a reading and it totally changed everything. And I just became totally obsessed.
0: It doesn't sound like you're making it up to me. I'm like, you're talking to your light counsel, And that's how I have a lot of um, friends who found their modalities that way. That's how I found energy healing. Like an angel came to me in a dream and -hmm. told me to study Reiki. I didn't know what Reiki was. Um, So totally, totally get it. And you've expressed to me that numerology is a system because you studied many. Mm -hmm. like that you
1: resonate with most? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Oh man, so many reasons why. You know, it's interesting because I've been doing readings for years and I bring in all the systems for my readings, like human design, astrology, the um, destiny cards, um, even like Mayan cosmology, because I've been studying the Maya for a couple of years now. And across the board, the thing that is the most on point is always numerology. And especially the personal year cycles, it's just so accurate. And I love that with numerology. It's very much like it is what it is. Like, here's the number. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like astrology, for example, how many different interpretations have you read for Taurus rising? Totally. And some of them can be so extreme. Like tourist rising means this. No, it means that. No, it means this. There are just so many ways to interpret that with numbers. It's much more direct. It's much more straightforward. Um, it's almost like more masculine in a way. Um, and I, I sort of like the more I work with numerology, the more I'm like, this is so on point. How, how can it be so on point? And I honestly am starting to feel that maybe we're just living in a simulation and numerology is the code to that simulation. And if you think about it, everything is based off mathematical equations. Mm -hmm. Everything is based off math. Everything's based off frequency, which is measured by numbers and numbers are frequency. So Mm -hmm. it just blows my mind. And I actually spoke with um, a friend of mine recently who's a famous mathematician Um, Robert Grant is his name. And I was like, are we living in a simulation? He's like, yes. And we had this long discussion about numerology. And even he, he like went to Northwestern and he's, I mean, he's a mathematician. Like that's what he does for a living. And he even said, you know, Pythagorean numerology is definitely accurate and on point that he found like an equation that like proved it. I got to figure out what that is, but it's just like, the more that you dive into it, the more you understand it, the more you're starting to speak other, like another language. It's so Mm -hmm. fascinating. I mean, you know, because, you know, we had a session and you told me that you had been working with different frequencies and numbers. So I'm sure that you've probably had a, a similar experience, but maybe weren't calling it numerology. Yeah.
0: I had started working with, it was just all very intuitive thing, like f- frequency codes, you know, is what they call it. And it's like, I just started to know like certain numbers meant certain things. Like, and it started with, with clients where I would see like certain numbers and I just knew mm-hmm. what it was about. Like, and so I just had built these associations like, Oh, when I see the five, it means this, when I see the two, and they would just show certain numbers around people. And then that was the message. And then it started turning into like, I would just see strings of numbers and it was like a sentence to me. Um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I was seeing it as like, It was like coding. Yeah, it was just coding, and I would see it like I was reading a sentence, and I just knew. And I, it wasn't something I, I was like, it could break down. It was just like an intuitive thing. And then, and then I found numerology. Um, one of my mentors was like, you should get a reading, like, um, and that first reading, I wasn't, I hadn't found you yet, and I got a reading, and then I started just learning about numerology. And what I loved about it was it was like so simple. I almost felt like too simple, but it was Mm. accurate. And I started to realize that what I had for example, just in my readings with clients, when I was seeing fives around everybody, my association was like, something's going to change. They're going to move business is going to change. It was like a change. And then I'm learning about this yeah. in numerology. I'm like, Oh, it's the same. It was the same thing. Yeah. So it was all like lining up, you know? And then, um, I mean, I, I completely agree. Cause I mean, everything's broken down to numbers and you think about like, like what's consistent across all cultures, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> numbers code, everything is well, and code patterns and, too. Yeah, Like numbers. Yeah
1: that's the great, that's the great geometry. Yes. It's everything, but it's all rooted in math, Mm -hmm. everything. It's Mm -hmm. just like, that is the universal language because across any, any like country culture, like we're all using pretty much the same mathematical system. Yeah. Like crazy to think about blows my mind. When I like really sit there, I'm like, how is, you know what I mean? But math is just like truth. It's mm -hmm. either the, you know, yes, no, Mm -hmm. true, false. Right. And I, and I love that it is simple, but I think because it's simple, it's almost easier to work with. It's accessible. Yeah. Yeah. It is really accessible. And I think that again, it's kind of like an entry point because once you start working with some of these numbers and start understanding like the deeper meaning, the way that you view the world completely shifts after you start working with numbers, like you just see things. I can't explain it. It's almost like when in the matrix, like Neo wakes up Mm-hmm. And then he can like see the coding. That is what it is. Like you start to see it and you're like, mm-hmm. whoa, yep. what the hell? Like, you know, you start to see patterns better. Um, it's fascinating.
0: Well, and I think that's why like the license plate thing, like the angel numbers wake so many people up because you're like, mm-hmm. it's the thing where you're like, you can't make this shit up. And I'm seeing this number again, yeah. and, again and again, or you're, I'm seeing this code again and again and again. And it's so funny. Like I'll, I'll have so many people just, you know, sending me like, oh my God, I saw this. And then this, and then this. And it's like, yeah, are you not like, it's a matrix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, you can't make it
0: up, you know, and for me it's accessible so I can actually use it, which I think sometimes the systems that are a bit more complicated, it can, because it's more complex, just be harder to kind of actually implement, but just the simple, like, you know, mm-hmm. we had gone over all of my, like each month, like, Hey, the energy would be good for launching this month. The energy mm-hmm. is good for like, traveling this month and like for me that has been so helpful just for like planning planning things out when it was kind of arbitrary anyway and I'm like why would yeah. I not just plan it to my advantage when like I'm like
1: I don't really care if I launch this this month or this month so I might as well just do it in my one yeah. month. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean I live my entire life by the personal year cycles and again I've studied pretty much every everything at this mm-hmm. point. That's like Yeah. a somewhat mainstream Mm-hmm. esoteric tool and the numerological personal year cycles are always on point. And when you start to follow them, it's like you, you can flow so yeah. easily. So well, I mean, it's incredible, honestly.
0: So what's going on if, cause people have like brought this up, let's say it's somebody's like two month or six month, uh, or, and it's also their, their two year or six year or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, something's got to happen with like, you know, I'm calling in my partner and like, yeah. yeah, and like nothing happens. Like, and they're like, what? I thought I, w- I was, you know, that doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's so funny you bring this up because yeah. so I love this. One of my friends recently was like, I don't believe in numerology. I don't believe in astrology anymore. Like, everything that any psychic has told me or any like numerologist or astrologer has told me, it's not real. It didn't happen. And She was upset because she was like, Where is my man? She was like, I need a partner. Where is he? Right. (laughs) And it was really weird to hear her say that because I had predicted two men to the week that they came in through in her two year. And I was like, Girl, you met this guy and this guy. And she's like, Yeah, but like they weren't the one for me. And that is the thing. It's like the universe will send you potential partners. It's like, are you in alignment? Are you ready for that partnership? Like, are you gonna choose it? Because again, this comes back to the fact that we have free will. So, yeah. you know, it, that's why I say it doesn't happen. And I've I've challenged people. Like I did have another person recently say to me, we were on the phone and he was like, yeah, yeah I thought that was supposed to be my love year. I was like, did you meet someone? He's like, no, I was like, you didn't have, he's like, well, there was this one girl. And he starts telling me this story, and then how he decided not to let go for it because you know she wasn't the sun, moon, the stars for him. (laughs) And I'm just like, look, you did have a love come in, but it the we have to meet the universe halfway. It's a dance. It's not you know, oh, I'm in a six year. Okay, I'm in love. Like we could say no to that. Just like Mm -hmm. in this, in the same sense of like, if you're in a year eight, which is money, and power, and, and career achievement. I could dig my heels in and be like, fuck it. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to lie on the couch. Yep. That's not going to be in an alignment. And I'm going to feel that in my body that I'm out of alignment and I could miss out on opportunities, you know? So again, it's like you use the tool to help you get yeah. where you want to go. Yeah.
0: And I had that recently with somebody who was like, it's his two year this month. He's like, didn't meet anybody. And I was like, you you didn't do any of, this was a client. I was like, you didn't do anything that I suggested. Like you literally went out of your way to make sure there were no openings for, for somebody to meet you. Like, I was like, look at how you spent every single, like the whole month. He's like, well, I just thought it would happen. And it's like, you, you have to co-create like you it's, you have to do your own work. Like to me, it's like, okay, if the, the energy is prime for this,
1: the energy like is the prime. the universe is going to show up. Like someone's just going to ring the
0: doorbell. Hey, yeah. soulmate, let's go out. But it's like, I think about it as like, okay, the energy is prime. So then if I position myself properly, I can use that energy versus like the energy could be prime, but exactly what you say. If if I like hide in on my couch and I don't leave my house, I'm not using the energy.
1: So then that's like my issue. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but again, like, I mean, that's, I say that with such confidence because I've been, I've, been, I've done so many readings and it's always... Like people always come in during those times, but we have to take the dance. We have to say yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where that free will piece comes in. Um, but also, you know, like if you're someone who really wants a partnership and you're coming up at a two or a six and it's like, start preparing for that. Like make your list of your dream partner so that you know, like what's what to look for. And if someone's not your list, then they're not the person. And also to like show the universe, like, look, I'm ready. I've made this list. I'm ready for that person. Or, you know, like, I don't actually, I've never been on a dating app, but like, if you're someone who likes dating apps, like maybe, you know, consciously using them during that time, Mm -hmm. or like saying yes more to social situations in a two or six, like, right. It's like, the universe will bring it to you, but you got to do a little bit of work, right? Yeah. Like you can't just sit on your couch, but you could say yes to a party invitation. And suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, like my, my last partner I met, the the new moon was in my seventh house and seventh house is marriage and partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I remember my girlfriend at the time was like, Oh my God, make a list, make a list like for a guy and da da, da, da like call in your dream partner. And this was not a time I wanted to meet someone. I was like, hell no. Like I do not want to meet anyone. I am single. I'm enjoying this. And she's like, oh, come on, you have to. It's the only time this year. And I was like, fine. So I wrote this list and it was five pages long. And I was like, haha, universe. No one's ever going to be this list. <laughs> I put, I put it down and I went to the gym and I met my future boyfriend. Like not surprised. this was also in a sixth, by the way. So I was like using double energy. But what's crazy is just like, I was in North Carolina so I was living in New York city at the time, but I had visited my parents in North Carolina before I moved down here. And I met him at the gym in my parents community. What are the, after I made that what are the chances? But again, it's like, I left the house and I was super clear. I was like, universe, send me this or it's a a no-go. So again, it's like, we got to be clear. Our subconscious needs to be clear. We got to just know, but then we also got to I didn't think going to gym was putting myself out there, but you get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I was talking to one of my friends about this, like with the list, because I was, I'm like, every time I write the list, I get exactly what I want. But then I oh realize yes. I'm like, I was like, oh. And then I get it. I'm like, oh, that wasn't what I wanted. I'm like, okay,
1: I have to get really good. <laughs> but that that's why you have different dating experiences so then totally. you know what you want. Exactly. But also I think that writing, I'm a Virgo son, so like lists are my jam, but writing lists... <laughs> I think it does two things. It shows your subconscious, like what it is that you're seeking and, and what you want. And like, then you can kind of like, like, if you put on your list, I want a man who's, you know, six feet tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. And then a guy who's five foot six brown hair, brown eyes ask you out, then you know, it's not your guy. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like a really superficial, but it's an easy one. Um, you know, and I think also it shows the universe you're ready. Right. It's like some of my girlfriends lately been like, Oh, have you made a list for a guy? And I'm like, hell no, I am not ready for anything like that anytime soon. And so, you know, but when you make that, it's like, you're getting really clear. And I think it's such a powerful way to manifest because you're like, Hey universe, I know what I want. I know what I deserve. I know what I need. And here it is. 100%,
0: 100%. I mean, I think to me though, the list doesn't work without the other subconscious shifts. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, manifestation, my view on manifestation, it's like, I think about it as like root cause work. And I see people who like, they're not doing it, They haven't looked at themselves at all. Like they're just mm-hmm. living from their wounds They're like totally unaware. And they're upset when their list doesn't work. And I'm like, to me, it's a tool. It's kind of like affirmations. It's like, mm-hmm. if I'm saying affirmations, but then the rest of my day, I'm just like,
1: you know, pessimistic. Like,
0: <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't cancel it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly.
1: But that's oh. where like something like numerology and astrology come in and can be really helpful because it helps us look at our wounds. Yes. It's just like, oh my God. Like I remember when I first discovered, like I had Chiron and cancer and I'm like, oh my God, that explains my mom issues. You know, yeah. and that was like my deepest wounding was like, I thought mommy doesn't love me. And mm-hmm. here I am. And like my chart literally says that. I mean, how specific, yeah. it's crazy. So specific. I'm like, it's it's accurate. Well, okay. I wanted to ask you about,
0: um, selfishly, like the karmic debt numbers, because mm. I know you told me like not not everybody has them, right? Mm. Like, how common are those?
1: And because like, mine was around ninety nine percent of people have karmic debt numbers. Oh, they do. It's, it's incredibly rare to come across someone who does not have karmic debt. And if you think oh, about it, okay, like most of us are here because we have a, like a debt to pay, right? We're mm-hmm. we're on the samsara cycle, um. And then the people who don't have debt, it's kind of like, those are like kind of the volunteers that are here. Wait, was that me? Well, you said that you have a 16, right? I don't remember.
0: I think you, like it was, uh, you, you were like, you were like, do you know that this is your last incarnation?
1: I was like, yes. Oh, and you're like, okay, okay yeah. good. There are markers in the chart. The karmic debt just kind of speaks to the fact that like, this is why you're here. You're okay. here because you had a debt to settle, right? Gotcha. But I think we know what your love karmic debt is attached to. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to like throw you under the bus here, girl, but I oh, feel no. like you're pretty clear. <laughs> no, I'm clear. There's no throwing manner. I'm a, I'm an open book. So we can talk about whatever. Uh, no, I was
0: just curious about that. Um, I mean, when I got my reading with you, it was just much more in depth or it's just, I mean, I just, you were telling me things that I hadn't heard before, which obviously mm-hmm. I liked. And I'm curious, like when you're doing readings, what's the, what's the most interesting part for you?
1: Hmm. It's interesting. I think it depends on the numbers that I'm looking mm. at, you know, cause some people like, I see a lot of the same number combinations, but then some number combinations are just like, so unique. And I'm just like fascinated to be like, Oh my God, how, how are you existing in the world with these numbers? That's so fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love like kind of the story that it tells, right. It's like, the numbers, when you look at them all at the same time, it's telling a story of someone's life. And I just love stories, obviously. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably my favorite part. And also I'm like very conscious about who I connect with. So, you know, there was a while where I was connecting a lot of people into my life who felt a little draining. And so then I was like, okay, I just want people who really light me up. And I want people that I know I can can really benefit from knowing this knowledge and also, um, you know, that inspire me too. So I've actually met some incredible people through readings who've also become friends or like I work with now, which is pretty crazy. I've attracted a lot of amazingness. So just connecting with, with people. Cause I really have attracted like the best clientele in the past, like two years. Mm, yeah. makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Well, oh, I'm yeah. glad, I'm glad
0: that you, uh, Allowed me into your connection circle.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm not really doing one on one readings because I've been yeah. doing more coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took my Calendly link down. And so like you were like one of the last got like, in there. Not vetted people where I just like, yeah. hey, Instagram. I'm I'm opening up readings. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we did connect when we did.
0: Yeah. Well, and for anybody listening, like, get Caitlin's book because it maps it all out you, like very clearly. So I feel like it's such a good, it's like very clear. You can go and like, basically do your chart your, yourself. I feel yeah. with the book. So yeah,
1: exactly. I, That's say, why I, would... I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, And I have more offerings so... coming out. Like soon you're going to be able to download um, numerology reports from my website, which Ooh. will be super. Yeah. Cause it's like I'm moving away Love from that. the readings, but I want to yeah. be able to still offer that mm-hmm. information to people um, and you know, I've been working on my courses and I'm mm-hmm. so excited about the charts there the the charts though. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. People can download them, it will be so dope. But hopefully they that will be launched in the next month. So maybe when this is out, it will already be there. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm super excited about that. And I want to talk about like
0: because I mean you are also like an incredible artist and you have all your music going on mm-hmm. and I know you've talked about like just like balancing all of that and I mm-hmm. feel the same with you of like just like we can be all of the things and to me yeah. all of it goes all of it goes together right like like all of it just goes together inherently because it's all like me or all you right so it like yeah. doesn't really matter what those things are um and I would love to hear kind of like like your journey there because it is it feels like music is more of what you're focusing on right now or like moving into that.
1: Yeah. It- well, oh my God, there's so many different directions that I could take this and answer that. But I will say like, to your point of like, we're all the things, you know, I have a video on my Instagram where I talk about this, but, um, it's so interesting how I think with social media and just with people in general, they want to put you in a box. Like they yeah. want to be like, Oh, Christina, the channeler. That's all that you do. You're a yeah. channeler. That's it. You can't be anything else. You can't do anything else. But what fascinates me about that is that we're multidimensional beings. We're meant to be growing, we're meant to be shifting, we're meant to be moving. We're not meant to just come here and be one thing and do one thing. And, you know, it, it's just so absolutely ridiculous to me. Like, where in society or where in the world does that actually make sense where you're just one thing? Like, are you just like, you know, a daughter? Are you just a mom? No, it's like we're, so, so many things. And I think the future is Aquarian. I think we're meant to express all parts of our being. And for me, music and numerology are the same exact thing. They're patterns, they're mathematical based, and they're healing. Like they're huge healing modalities. The only difference is with music, the healing is instant. You're feeling sad. You put on a song that makes you want to dance. Suddenly your vibration's high, you're dancing, you're happy, you're smiling, you're laughing. You know, where numerology, it's like, you do need to study it. You do need to read a little bit about it. You do need to do a little bit of math, even though it's extremely easy math, but you know, it's like, it's a little bit deeper. It's a little bit different, right? But they're both ways of healing and they've been my greatest teachers and my greatest healers in my life. So yeah, yeah to me, they're the same, which is so funny because I just had this talk with someone yesterday about how I should separate my Instagram account. And this comes up all the time. Like, have music be one, have numerology be another. Then I thought, then I'm separating myself. That doesn't Mm -hmm. resonate with me. And then also, one of those is going to suffer, right? Because I've had the same Instagram account for years and years and years. And it's like, what? I'm going to, so I can put music in a new place and then my music will suffer. But that's like my souls and my music, literally. Or I can Mm -hmm. have numerology in another place, but then that might, you know what I mean? So it's just like really, um, I think we're meant to embody our fullest expressions going forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think with, it's like, it doesn't have to necessarily suffer, but it's more about just like what feels authentic for you, right? Because I think it, it can be very authentic for people to separate it out. I know for me, like I've started, I started making a couple of other accounts because I was getting, I had too much content it was getting messy yeah. and overwhelming for me and for my mental space i was like i want my business stuff just on a different page so because i was getting stressed out like just with the amount of stuff i had to post and i was like i would rather just have
1: these separate um but it's like and now yeah. you can share too cuz you know i have thought about doing a numerology count just to do daily numerology updates cuz oh, i wouldn't yeah. want to do that on the account i have right yeah. now Um, but still linking it back to my main account and still always talking about numerology. And that's the thing. It's like, when I said divide my accounts, it's like, people have told me I should only talk about music on one and only talk about numerology on one and another. And I'm like, but I do both. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think it's important
0: people start showing that like in like, stop giving into like, I have to separate it.
1: Yeah, and it's it, I really get a lot of shit for it. Like I, that's really? probably the thing. Yeah, that's probably that the feedback I get the me. most from people. Um which is again, I don't know why anyone cares. Yeah. Um but you know, I have also received a lot of messages from people who are like, I am a painter and I'm also, you know, mm-hmm. a psychiatrist and like I'm combining my own and I'm doing this and you know, a lot of people have reached out and said that they also have two careers that they're doing simultaneously mm-hmm. that they are putting out in the world. And so, you know, we're definitely not um rare when it comes to that. It's just mm-hmm. that like I think people want to be able to like digest things more easily. Yeah. But my friend um Elizabeth, I think you know Elizabeth April, she was just like, I hate the word brand, but you know, it's like your brand is Christina,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: the channeler, right? But like everything else is just under that. And it's the same with me. Like I'm Caitlin Kerrhart, and like I'm a numerologist and musician. So it just all falls under my name. And I think mm-hmm. that's important to think about too.
0: Yeah. Well, and and to your point, like the, the point is that you're showcasing like it's all the same. Like if somebody's thinking they're separate, they're missing the point. It it is all it is all the same. Like it's all code.
1: Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just all like little forms. bits of your energy in the mm-hmm. same coming from the same place. Yeah. I mean, I just really don't think we're meant to do just one thing. Even like no most people with their careers, like I used to work in fashion. Like that is crazy. Yes. That's crazy to think about. I quit it because I got a music opportunity. I was supposed to go live in London. I had Mm -hmm. a job um, out of uni with this like prominent PR firm. And then it was like, I could either stay in New York city and finish out the album I was making with my band at the time, or I could move to London. And I already had a flat and everything. And I said, fuck it. I want to do music. And so, yeah, I quit that. So Yeah. But again, like we all live like so many lifetimes in one, like why limit ourselves? I mean, I, I totally agree. I think that's what makes it fun, you know? And I I like
0: having different things and pulls out different parts of your personality. Oh, totally. The, the music bit, like, I mean, I don't even, I can't even begin to grasp, like we've talked about a little bit, but just like how intense it is and like how ridiculous Mm. it is with like just getting seen or like how, I mean, I was talking to who's a friend about like, how, like people just don't get paid for like how much work <laughs> they're putting in, you know, in music. and yeah. yeah. And what's interesting too, it's I've been really thinking about, messed up
1: industry. It's yeah. It's messed really messed
0: up. up yeah. And, but I feel like I'm curious how things are just going to naturally change by like the larger like energies that are shifting things. Like I, so I went through a period where I stopped listening to all music because I felt like it was fucking my, like my consciousness. And then I like, I was well, like popular
1: music does
0: it does. Right. And yeah. then I like started like reengaging with music and like letting myself listen to all different types of things. And then I started to realize like, whoa, like all this mainstream stuff is really fucking with me. Like it's really fucking with yeah. me. Yeah. And now I'm like, and that's, that's most of that's intentional. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Because I've talked to this before and people are like, well, then what do you listen to? And I'm like,
1: people are like embedding like light codes into their music. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much I can say. I don't know what is okay to say on here. Um, You can say whatever you want. I could take this so many ways. Just being in the industry and the things that I've seen, Mm -hmm. and like, there's people have no idea. Yeah, so I will say this without without opening Pandora's box. The music industry is not what you think. Mm-hmm. Um it is not what it seems. Popular music is also not what it seems. And if you are someone who has taken a more spiritual path in this life, you probably feel that when you listen to the music, like you probably feel sick when you turn on the radio and listen to what Kiss FM, that's the popular station where you're at, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a reason for that. And, um, some of the frequencies that are in this music, they do lower your vibration and then keep you down. Um, and I'm not the only one to talk about it. I mean, even Kanye has talked about that, like 808s mess up your frequency and, you know, the more that you're kind of opening yourself and and your spirituality and taking you know exploring that you're gonna feel that you're gonna see it. But I do think now more than ever there is an opportunity for music that is more pop leaning to really to have those light codes and to like make it more mainstream. I mean, mainstream is so relative now, right? Because you can have like a hit online that is never on the radio or anything, but. Um, I think there are more conscious people who are, you know, coming up in the music industry now. I think there is also more conscious people in the acting world as well that are trying to shift the industries and make them lighter and not so dark. Cause it is it is very dark. I actually think the music industry is the darkest industry. Um I mean, it, it's shocking. I think that in our lifetime people will be more aware of everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, with with the film industry, there was like the Me Too movement. There wasn't any of that in the music industry. <laughs> you know, there really hasn't been. Um, but again, I think there is an opportunity for people like us to to shift some of these things. And, you know, my music, when you listen to it, you could maybe think, oh, this is kind of like pop music, because the top lines the, of the lyrics and melodies are more pop sounding. But you know, I'm very intentional with the energy that I'm putting into it, you know. And again, I'm not the only one. There are tons of artists like me out there who are hoping to add a little more light into the industry. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sure that people, (laughs) I get asked this question and I'm sure people are saying they're going to be like freaking out. Like, oh my God, is the music I'm listening to? Like, how do I know if it's dark?
1: You'll know it by the way that it feels. Yeah. Like for me, like I even remember being a little kid and listening to the radio and like getting headaches. Yeah. And like, Feeling like kind of nauseous after um listening to certain songs, I get like a really weird headache in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. But, like, or I start to instantly feel irritated and agitated. yeah, um, Shaman Dirk taught me something um where, because you know how you go out and it's like in parking lots, in grocery stores, wherever you go, there's music just blaring. And sometimes, you know, you'll hear a song and like what the person's saying is programming your subconscious. Like if someone is, you know, singing about something really negative and really dark, um, you know, that can get into your psyche and really like fuck with you. And again, like, look, if you're like really into nineties rap and that lights you up, then fuck. Yeah. Like keep listening to it. Right. That that's you, but every person is different. Right. So like you might love the weekend. i Find his music really dark, you know. So I don't listen. But again, it's different strokes for different folks, and we're all made differently, and that's what makes us so special is that we are all unique. But Shaman Dirk taught me this thing where you tap on the like bottom of your skull, like right here, mm-hmm. and you just say cancel, 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 mm. and you tap when you hear like a song out where it's like yeah. like a really dark lyric or something like that, and you're in the store, you don't want that to get in your subconscious. So that's like a little trick that you can do, and I do that sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, what's the best way to like, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering this for myself and I'm sure the audience is like, what's the best way to support people who are putting out like conscious music? Like if you find somebody you're like, or like your music, like what, how, how
1: can people actually like support? What's the best way to support? I guess. I think, you know, sharing music is like one of the best ways. Cause it is you know, all these major label artists, they're paying for playlisting. They're paying for views. They're paying for all of that, which is so interesting that like people aren't aware of that. Yeah. You know, like even if you are a famous artist, like these people are getting like millions and millions of streams really quickly that some of that is because the record labels are running these big ads, they have this ad spend, or they're actually just buying some of the likes, some of the comments. Um, So it is hard to get eyes on, on music sometimes. And I think, you know, just people sharing, like sharing in their stories, sharing with their friends, adding it to their playlists, that's huge. And if if an artist is touring, that's also, you know, a great way to support an artist is to go to their show or buy their merch, things like that. And I think it's important to kind of consider that just like, what are we giving our time, money and energy to like, is it making the world, a better place, or is it kind of like the old system? Right. It's like, am I going to go, you know, support McDonald's by giving them my money? Or am I going to go like to the local, um, you know, vegan shop and Ash. I mean, I am vegan, but like, so that's kind of an extreme, but you get what I'm saying. It's like, I don't want to support McDonald's because they're corrupt and I don't like how they treat animals and they don't really do great things for the environment. Whereas like a local shop nearby, I want to support local business. I want to support yeah. people who have a, you know, uh, aligned mission on earth. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the big, like one of the big positives, of everything that's like come out
0: in the last few years, it's like, Oh yeah. Like really being conscious over just choosing what's convenient, you know, and like really realizing, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, (laughs) that I was supporting this, you know, unintentionally or like the music thing is, is a simple thing, but it's like, you just turn on the radio and we're not even like thinking about how is this affecting my vibration or my thoughts? And I know for me, um, you know, I I had really, really intense depression for a long time. And it became very clear to me through that journey of healing that, like how much the music I was listening to was contributing to it. And to oh this my day, God, yes. like I have a lot of, um, I've had a lot of clients who come in with like really intense depression. You know, they're working with different psychiatrists and different therapies and they're coming in for the energy work. And it's a whole other rant of my view on anxiety and depression is just very different because they see it all energetic. Mm-hmm. But like for most of those people, music is
1: involved. Yes. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's, pro- it programs you, it, yeah. it instantly shifts your vibration. That's a uh, music is the most powerful healer
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the world to me. Um, but you know, it's like, you know, the truth by the way that it feels. Yeah. Right. So like if, mu- if you're listening to music and you're feeling like understood, you're feeling lit up, you're feeling like I'm not alone. Someone else gets this. If it genuinely like makes you happy to hear the song regardless of whatever state you're in, then that's good for you. But if you're listening to songs and you're noticing like, wow, I feel really down. Like I don't feel good. And it's, you can tell when it's like a product of what you're listening to. Like I remember there was this artist, I won't throw her under the bus, but I was having a day where I was listening to this artist album and I was driving around and I was like, I feel so bad. Yeah. Life is really shitty. I, like, I'm not happy. And I was like getting in my head and feeling really depressed. And all of a sudden, it was like I snapped out of it. And I was like, oh my God, have I been listening to this person all day? And I switched her off and put on another record. And instantly, I didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. But it was weird to be tapping into that energy. Right. Yeah. And for some people, they may listen to that artist and be like, she got me through hard times and I love her. And that's okay. You know, yeah. it's like, what works for me, isn't going to work for someone else and vice versa. And it's really up to us to like, you know, decide, but I am very conscious of like, I think there's a lot of music that's kind of circulating now. That's really like sad, like sad girl stuff, but it's like really depressing, shocking lyrics to me about like not wanting to live and stuff like that. And, you know, on one hand it's like an artist needs to express themselves. And if they're in that space, then like they should feel free to say that. But then on the Mm -hmm. other hand, I'm like, what is that doing to people who are listening to it? Right. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. And I started really
0: becoming aware of this when I was going through like, like a very concentrated, like I'm rewiring my brain. And I started Mm -hmm. becoming very aware of everything I was reading, everything I was listening to, but who, who I'm hanging out with. And I started to realize I can't shift into like my higher vibrational self and shift my thoughts. If every time I hang out with a friend or talk to a friend, everybody's spewing negativity or complaining, or just like this was yes. victim energy. And I was like, and I had to just be like, I can't be around these people right now. Like, mm-hmm. as I'm rewiring this, I have to be around people who are uplifting and positive and and see the world as like, things are happening for me, not to me. And mm-hmm. it's like, if we're going to be that, and, and I think most people listening, like understand that it's like if, like, if every time you hang out with your friends, it's just like, they're just complaining, that affects you. And you start to think yeah. that way. You start to think, you start to see the world that way, right? Because that's who you're, what you're listening to most often. That's becoming normalized. Why would it be any different with music? Like if you're just yeah. continuing to listen to sad music again and again and again, like that's what you're hearing. And so you're going to start to like, pick up mm-hmm. on on those emotions and the, that language, you
1: know, and
0: I think it's just also, being aware.
1: And I think, yeah. but there's also like a conscious way to do it. You totally. Know, I I've been going through this breakup, and mm-hmm. so I'm listening to a lot of like more, I guess, sad music. But like the sad music isn't like, you know, I don't want to live and my life sucks and fuck you and like, yeah, all these things. It's more of like, you know, this is kind of how life goes, and we shared something beautiful, and it's a little more uplifting and positive. And again, like, there's a time and a place for every song. It's such like a complex topic to even discuss, totally. and you know, like the song that I just. Put out one of them was about a breakup, you know, like voices is about a breakup. But I did, I do try and be a little more like positive, you know, like with voices, it was very much like humans get in their own way. And Mm -hmm. we're like amplifying negative voices more than we're amplifying positive voices, just because that's how our monkey brain works. And it's like that song was really about like that choice of like, ooh, that's what I was doing, but I don't want to do that anymore. I want to amplify like the positive voices my. You know, not get too stuck in negativity mm-hmm. and ruin a relationship, kind of thing. So yeah, there there's just so much to say about that. But I really think when you listen to music, does it feel draining or does it yeah. feel empowering? You yeah. know, and and knowing that. And it's like a lot of the top 40 songs, they they literally give me headaches. And it's not because of how they sound, it's the energy behind the songs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah. But that's another thing, is like some of these major label artists, well, first off, they're completely owned and controlled. But, you know, a lot of those people aren't writing their own songs. There's not a lot of artistry. So there is a disconnect. So I feel like, I feel that less when I'm listening to artists who write their own songs. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's that frequency transfer. It's like, it just, yeah. it's just, it's
0: like just a clean energy all the way through. Just like anything else, like any project, um, like any product, for example, like when, like the less people that touch it, just the frequency attached to it is just like cleaner, if that makes sense, versus like oh, totally. a mixture of all
1: like these too other many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. is not necessarily like better than or worse than, but it's yeah. like, for example, if I put out a product and it's like, it's like me and like, you know, I have two other people helping me, it's going to feel so much more Christina. The second I scale, right? And I have mm-hmm. like a whole team and I'm like disconnect, you can like feel like it's you not You can really always Christina.
1: feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. It's so funny. Cause when my friends the other day was like, how come like artists come out with like one really good record and then it's not good after that. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, there's so many reasons for that, but some of that is what you just said of like, all of a sudden they have to make music for, you know, money to support people. There's like so much, but mm-hmm. you know, lots of people suddenly get on board and sometimes it really works for artists, honestly. Um, and they're able to create and produce like at a faster rate and, and they're able to have better collabs. But sometimes depending on the artist, that just doesn't work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's just always different, but it's interesting to think about. It's like, you can hear, I know for me, I can tell I'm like, oh, they didn't write that song. Like you can yes. just kind of tell,
1: um, yes. doesn't mean it's a bad song. It's just like, you could tell, like, is that their frequency or is it not? You know, and then when, when you're hearing that for me, it can feel disconnected sometimes. I'm like, that's not their truth. Yeah. Like I always prefer to listen to songs, um, that are done by the songwriters who wrote them. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember I heard, um, I think it's called Jupiter by Donna Missal. And I was like, this is a great pop song. Fantastic. And then I heard it by Sharon Von Etten. And I didn't realize Sharon was the one who wrote that song and gave it to Donna. And then she recorded her own version and the difference between it. Wow. I mean, Donna's version is much more mainstream, but Uh Sharon Von Etten wrote the song and it, it just hits so much harder, at least for me, you know, but. I want to listen to that. Oh my God. It's so good. I love that. It it reminds me of books. It's like. Yeah. When
0: somebody writes their own autobiography, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it when they when they write it, it hits different than yeah. it, if somebody writes it. You know, it's just oh, a different. Sure. And doesn't mean it's you know worse or like better. It's just like it's just a different kind of energy. You just feel it differently, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Oh, I mean, so much, so much to think about. I'm sure everybody's gonna everybody go share Kaelin's music.
1: It's great. <laughs> Thank um,
0: what are you? What are you excited about coming up? Like, what's What's next? What are you excited about?
1: Well, I'm really excited to finally launch numerology courses because it's been so long. making. I know I'm so excited. Um, I'm really excited to have all this music come out because I'm releasing a song every month this year. Um, Every month? Yeah. Well, every six weeks. That's awesome. I know, girl. (laughs) I've been sitting on a lot. So I'm just really excited to have that come out. And, you know, I have a couple trips planned. It's all work-based. So I had to be in Miami and then LA And then I'm setting the intention that, you know, May is my month for, so, um, home Mm. and I'm setting the intention that around May, that clarity will come of like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I can get my own place, get those roots down so I can really just shoot up like a tree and grow and all of that. So, I mean, there's so much going on, but I'm, I'm really excited and just feeling really grateful for it all. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited for you. It's, I just, I I love
0: you. I adore you. All of your work. Um. Thank you. Numerology, music, all of it is just so, <laughs> so amazing. I'm, I'm curious, is there a month this year that mm-hmm. you feel like just for the collective is going to be like really good, really juicy?
1: Oh man. Well, the thing is like, there's a light and a shadow side to each number. So it's yeah. like, you know, September, for example, is going to be a double six, which if you're in the light of the six is like, damn, divine union, love, like, you know, really having like so many dreams um, met. But then the shadow side of that, again, is like that purging of yeah. shame and and sexual traumas and energies and things that we don't need anymore. So it just depends on where you're at with your own expansion and your own soul's evolution. Um, But I would say probably September. Okay. Because it's the peak of the year is always really interesting. Um, And then, you know, next year is going to be a seven, which will also be interesting because seven is um, very much the number of spiritual awakenings. So I think it's funny because everyone's like, thinks that maybe the spiritual awakening happened in 2020 and it's been a slow build, but. 2023 is going to be that that big year of yeah whoa you know yeah lots of I mean that's probably when like aliens are going to show up <laughs> 100 everyone, everyone in the spiritual community is like the aliens are coming they're coming you know and it's like if that was gonna happen it's probably gonna happen in 2023 I I
0: totally agree like just from what I was channeling I was telling everybody I'm like this year is about like Get your shit in order. Like anything that's not yeah. in alignment with you blasting off spiritually, like has mm. to get purged out this
1: year. Especially with relationships, because this yeah. is all about relation. I should honestly talk about this on Instagram because I feel like yeah. so many people are going through what we've been going through. What we were talking about before we started recording, dude. I'm just like,
0: I don't know. I mean, it's not going how I thought it was going to go, but
1: it's all it never work out. does, though. It never does. It it's like all plan something yeah. to a T, and then all of a sudden, some curveball happens. Yeah. Or, Well, also when there's, the thing
0: is, especially when it's relationship oriented, like there's somebody else involved and it's like, they have their own free will, they have their own path. And I mean, we, it was so funny. I'm like, she's, she was right. Like when we talked, I was like, no, I think this this is going to happen. Like in, in February, it's like really close. And you're like, no, it's not (laughs)
1: like it's going to happen in a couple, like a couple months later. I was like, no, I could feel it's close. (laughs) And you're right. So, but it's also really hard to read for yourself. Totally. So I, Cause I mean, I'm really intuitive and I can like read for other people in in a lot of ways. And obviously using numerology and astrology as the lens, but for myself, it's like, you know, your emotions can sometimes get involved and. 100%. That's why the numerology cycles are so great. Cause you're just like, well, that month was not a lot. I mean, cause it isn't, you're in a year seven. So February is a nine. That's, oh, that's I mean ending. that, well, that
0: makes sense because we were just talking about, I'm like, yeah. But so many relationships like boom, 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 boom pulled out and just like bits of with business. Like, I feel like every area of my life, it's been this,
1: it's a death energy this month. Right. Yeah. So you are in that frequency, but you know, um, August will be your, your sixth month. So that will be, you know, a time of, um, of potential love unions coming together. Now that it can't happen before. But April's also ha- my two. Yeah, I was gonna say it could also happened in the two, <laughs> but I'm just saying definitely something around relationships and love then. And I remember yeah. when I was in a seven, not my last seven, but the seven before I got in a relationship in August. Interesting. So that's that's my pattern though. Yeah. But again, it was that six energy that kind of anchored it in. Yeah. Sometimes it, it doesn't catch as as intensely in the two just because two is such like a slow, steady energy. So it just really depends on like where you're at and what you're calling in if you're more work focused or if you're more relationship focused. Yeah, totally. I mean, and again the other well, it's not
0: like I mean, things have come. It's not like nobody's come. It just wasn't oh, yeah. who I was it's expecting.
1: Just, so it's, it's exactly what we're talking solidifying about. solidifying the relationship yeah. that I'm referring to right yeah. now. But I know <laughs> I know you're not you're not struggling with people being in your energy. <laughs> it's what to do about that. And I yeah. think you know, again, it's a dance. So it's like, you could be fully ready for partnership, but is your partner ready to meet you mm-hmm. there or vice versa? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'll just say like, cause I think this will be applicable for like, as we collectively go into seven next year, like we've talked about this, like, so I'm a life past seven in my seven year. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm coming back home to myself for sure. And it feels so deeply deeply spiritual so it's like all of the purging and everything with relationships in terms of like for me to get to my next level you know anything that's just not in alignment is is going to shift um and I, I you know i think collectively that's what people are are experiencing as well so i'm feeling it it's good though it's mm-hmm. good and i'm just noticing just the people who are coming into my field i'm like oh i've been waiting for you and i didn't know
1: like it yeah. feels really good. It's just a, aligning with the people that are like here to support you on your path. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so interesting. Cause I've had the same experience of like just so many relationships kind of like being released right now. And, and not because like fighting or like, yeah, I don't love that person or they don't love me. It's just like being like, huh, th- we're just not in alignment. Like this person mm-hmm. is like going this direction and mm-hmm. they're belief system values, what they're working on is just like so different from what I'm working on right now. And it's like, I really see relationships as kind of going like this, you know, Yeah. it's like they come, they come together, then you grow apart, then you come together, then you grow apart. And like the people who are meant for you, they'll always be, you know, around. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I think about like, just looking back, how many relationships in my life have like dropped off. They was just like mm-hmm. dropped off. It wasn't like anything happened or like anybody yeah. was, it was just like, it just like dropped off. And it's just like the universe. Like, I don't know. Someone got busy, somebody moved and it wasn't even an intentional thing. Like that can happen as well, you know? And it's just recalibration. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It can be sad, but it's also exciting. But I know we're both like
1: feeling, <laughs> feeling feels. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just the heavy transition energy for me. I'm yeah. just like, man, how many more transitions do I have to go through? (laughs) I'm ready to like be a little more, you know, grounded. Yeah. Um, Especially again, like I just want my own place, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm going to come. May. Yeah. I mean, so many people listening are probably nomading it right now. thinking the same thing. Like, when am I going to figure out where I'm supposed to be? Mm -hmm. But I do really trust that wherever I'm meant to be, I'll be. It's kind of like, I saw this, um, like meme on Instagram that was like, do you ever just trust the universe so much? You don't give a fuck. It's (laughs) kind of like, that is my trust in the universe. I'm so trusting. It's just like, okay, it's not time. I don't know. But of course my human self is like, why isn't it time? I'm ready. But clearly There's a reason, just like you said, like I could decide to just sign a lease right now. And in two months, some huge opportunity comes to me that's in another city. And suddenly I'm like, crap, what am I supposed to do? Right. So everything is incorrect timing. Totally.
0: And I always just they always tell me, they're like, you have all of the information you need exactly when you need it. So if you don't have the information, it's because you don't need it yet. I'm like, okay. that's,
1: That's so true.
0: And yeah, I find I look back and I'm like, that has always been true. Um, and so I just need to know, like I have everything I need to know right now. And if I don't know it, then I just don't need to know it. And as soon as I do need, as soon as I do really need to know it, it's going to be clear. So just like surrendering and being in it, but all good things are coming. And thank you so much for coming on the show it was so fun to to chat. And I'm sure everybody's going to want to connect more. So can you just share where everybody can connect further with you, check out your offerings and your music, yeah. all the places,
1: everything is just basically listed on my Instagram page at mm-hmm. care Heart, So K A E R H A R T. Um, and again, like same with my music, you can just search me on Spotify or Apple music or whatever. And, um, yeah, but I'm most active on Instagram it's, it's a lot to be on all these social platforms. That's the one that I'm like actually consistent yeah. on. So definitely check there. And, um, you know, I have like a little link there that has links to everything else. And hopefully by the time this comes out, the reports will be available. Cause I'm so excited about those and mm-hmm. people can like really dive into their numerology pretty quickly.
0: Yes, definitely get your hands on those. And if they're not out by the time by like the day it comes out, it'll be shortly after I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So very excited for all the things. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. So much fun. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for having me. Huge. Thank you to Caitlin for coming on the podcast. Be sure to connect with her further on Instagram at carehart K A E R H A R T. That's where you can Find all of her other offerings. If you want to check out her numerology reports and learn all about numerology, just head there. And I can't recommend her book enough, You Are Cosmic Code. Essential Numerology, you can just search it on Amazon. We'll have links below in the show notes and be sure to check out all of her music on Spotify and Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. You can just search heart and you will find her there. If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media, tag me, tag at Christina the channel pod, tag Caitlin. And that way we can see that you're listening and repost you and say thank you. I always appreciate those shares so much. It really helps spread the word about the show and really means the world when you guys do share about it. So thank you for that. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.